Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the bullpen. Yeah, he's back. We got Josiah Lippincott, Marine Corps veteran, American greatness columnist and PhD student at Hillsdale College. We're gonna chop it up about social media platforms and censorship. All right, Josiah, good to have you back on the show. How are you? Awesome to be here. It's just great, great, great to be back. Good stuff, man. All right, I don't wanna presume what you know or believe about it. Um, I did check currently, it looks like you're suspended from Twitter at the moment. So I'm sure you got <laughs> yeah. strong feelings about this. Uh, so give us your sentiment and I'll respond. Yeah, so my take on social media censorship is that these big tech corporations are out of control. They are essentially have become arms of the political establishment. The fact that they are so called private companies is not relevant. They're simply so large and the service they provide is so important to the exercise of free speech that they should not have an unlimited power over what people get to say on their platforms. Um, if you know, especially for these large monopolistic type firms. And so I've been victimized by this system. I made a criticism of the Biden regime um, and pointing out a sort of, I think a pretty fundamental problem about the way the country is dividing. Um, and I was banned and I was banned because that criticism I think was was a pretty sharp one and, and um, revealed problems with the Biden administration and that they don't want out there. So their allies in big tech are covering for them. So my argument is that Americans, you know, it should be like your phone company. Your phone company doesn't regulate what you get to say over the phone. And I think for the most part with social media, that should be the case. I mean, barring criminal activity and outright spam, but political <laughs> opinions need to be out there. Let me tell you why I call bull on what you just said. There was a recent study done and published about a week and a half ago that showed that roughly 40% of the political narrative that's on social media is actually anti Joe Biden, okay? Or anti administration, anti White House, right? But it's out there, it's out there and it permeates and none of them people have been banned. In addition to that, were you not warned three times before you received an actual ban from the platform? Well, I received a number of suspensions. One time I suggested that the punishment for child molestation in the United States should be the death penalty. And I believe that and I'll argue in favor of that. But Twitter didn't like that I put that out there. And then I had members of the woke military, people I've engaged with who mass reported my account, essentially using big tech as a political club. But to get to your point, yes, there is plenty of anti Joe Biden opinionating that's going on in the public sphere. The guy's really unpopular, but I think it's a problem when you know you have a critic like myself, who you know I, I'm not a, a, a crazed radical. Uh, I'm a scholar. I'm a student. Um, I like to to make sharp and incisive commentary. I should be allowed to do that under my own name. Um, and big tech should should mostly. But leave think me about alone. what you just said, Josiah. You started your proc, your proclamation and provided the premise with you were suspended or banned because you were anti Joe Biden in your commentary. Well, that's not accurate. It's not because you were anti Joe Biden. Now you 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 are a studying scholar, right? You are currently right. a PhD student, yeah, correct? Yeah. All right. Yes. So you know a couple of things about doctoral studies. Number one, you have to precisely define the variables. So let's precisely define the variables. First sure. variable 
is what was the content. Second variable, was there a continuation or warning system before that particular post got you suspended? And then the next variable is obviously the variable of the public community. Because you stated in in your assessment of it, people actually reported you, which is part of the algorithm process of social media. And by the way, when you say that this is um, that this is somehow unlawful, unconstitutional, or maybe not you in particular, but that's what the Trump lawsuit says. That's what other conservatives are saying. Every single one of you literally signed an agreement that says this is a private company. Mm. We can regulate obscene behavior, and if we find that you do something out of out of the lines of our accepted values, we could kick you off the platform. They actually don't by law have to give you warning, they do so by courtesy. And then let me go to rule 230. Mm. I'm sure you are familiar with rule 230, right? So rule 230 basically says that these platforms cannot be held responsible in most cases. There are exceptions, but in most cases they cannot be held responsible for the content that's published. In other words, they are not the publishers of the content. So if the content that's published by you or someone else, maybe it's defaming, maybe it creates a criminal element, right? They're not responsible as long as they make good faith efforts to regulate the conduct. Yeah, let me, if I could respond to that real sure. quick. I mean, the argument that I would make is that. Sure, I signed this contract, but really, what is the balance of power between a multi-billion dollar international corporation <laughs> now you and get one into guy? The legalese, brother. Yeah, but the, 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 point, the point I'm making <laughs> the is The balance that, of power, we'll talk about that. That's right, so the balance of power favors these massive tech conglomerates that have, I think, too much power over free speech. And so the argument I would make is that you should mostly allow people access to the public square, no corporation should be able to just own large swaths of the public square, um, you know, and monopolize it. You know that that goes against the spirit of of liberty, which is to say, if I'm being restrained by the government, it wouldn't be right. But you you can't then say, you know, Twitter basically acts like an arm of the government. And uh, if they were engaged in racial discrimination, I think, and let's say the White House was extremely racist and wanted to ban a member of an ethnic minority from from free speech. And a so-called private company worked to ban those that member of that group. I think a lot of people would understand. Look, you're, at that point, you're not a private company. You're acting like a you're acting like an arm of the regime, and and that's what's happening with with the Biden administration. You you believe that censorship should happen on some level with all media platforms, correct? Yeah. Okay. And what level is that? Well, I'd say things like child pornography. Um, that's the kind of thing, it's a very clear example of something that should be censored. Mm-hmm. But that has a legal component, right? The government should well, crack down well, on that. Outside kind of, of a legal component. So I understand that, I get it. But outside of a legal component, do you think that all content should be unregulated if it does not actually violate an existing law? Yeah. So if somebody wants to get on social media and call me the N-word, they should not be regulated. I should have to still engage on that same platform or children should be able to see that there's extreme racism on the social media platform. Racism is not against the law, by the way. So you're telling me that that should be allowable on the platform. Well, I'm gonna make an argument that you know we live in a world where some people believe and say mean things. And Mm -hmm. I would rather live in a world 
where people can say mean things. And then you can argue about that in the public sphere than a world in which unaccountable, unelected, um, massive tech corporations get to regulate what people can say. Ultimately, I would say that content that should definitely be illegal is one that would defame your character. If someone were to lie about you to destroy your reputation, I think we should have good libel laws in this country. But you know, people calling each other's names, you know, I was at the, I was out about town today and I saw some people calling each other. You know, vicious. It wasn't racial epithets, but you know, it was mean language, and and that's just part of the the world Let me we tell live. What in. I think People you're conflating, Josiah. I think you're conflating your right to say something with your right to say something on a particular platform. I think you're conflating those two, and I want to be extremely yeah, yeah. authentic in how I how I sure. present this to you. Right, your right to speech is right. not absolute in America at all because there's there's a way you can use your speech that is in fact criminal. And private corporations can obviously modulate what they accept and your speech in the process of that because that's how it works. The constitution only provides that the government cannot really make a law to abridge your freedom of speech. But even with that, the constitution yeah. is clear. If you use your freedom of speech, and you use it in an irresponsible way, yell fire in a crowded building, there's no fire, people get harmed. Well, you can be charged with a crime. With every right comes a common sense responsibility. So let me take yeah. you back to some common sense about this argument. Sure. You reference the public square, yeah. okay? And I've heard legal scholars make this argument about basically Twitter and Facebook and other social media platforms are like the public square. And in some areas, it does connect. However, Here's the reality of the public square. The public square was not privately owned. The public square was owned by the public. That's what made it the public square. And it allowed for individuals to hold shop, to provide conversation, context, content. Social media is not the public square. I don't give a damn how many people use it. It is not owned by the government. If it was owned by the government, you could make that argument, dear brother, and that argument would actually hold significant weight. Yeah. The other part, let me let me respond yeah, sure, to one sure. other part. You talked about the balance of power. Right. The balance of power is a legal contractual term that talks to boilerplate terms in a contractual agreement when a person who is in need of a job, you have to show need and desperation. They're in need of a job, there's an unequal bargaining opportunity here, and one company takes advantage of the small guy. Well, that's not applicable to a user agreement when you don't have to use the agreement. This is not a job, well, this is I'm, not employment, yeah. and this is not an opportunity for our commerce. This yeah. is a platform for ideological exchanges, content creation, etc. Yeah, well, hey, I'll respond to that. I think the first thing is, is that, um, it, hey, that content is valuable. You know, when I was on Twitter, I would get millions of hits per month. People wanted to read what I was writing, and Twitter was facilitating that, and they benefit from the ad revenue that that brings in. And, but the, the the deeper point there is that it, it, you can't have the the public square is where the public is able to meet, and that's the I think the easiest definition. So are we saying now that the but that's not what the public square was? We have conveniently left out the fact that the public square was owned by the public when we have these arguments. But are you now saying that Twitter is in fact the public square? Because that means you should be lobbying for Twitter to become the government, something that you seem to be against. 
Well, I think what is happening now is that the regime, i.e. the Biden administration mm-hmm. uh, owns Twitter. They essentially own it <laughs> ideologically, okay. but the people, the average ordinary American does not have control over this public square. And I think they should because these social networks benefit from that network. Now tell effect. me how would that work when you say, okay, the public yeah. should have control over it. What tell I mean me what that looks like. Yeah, I think the best model is like phone companies. The phone company makes money by selling you a phone, running all these wires. Um, you buy a service, they provide it, but they do not then have power over what the individual user gets to say or should not have power. Um, but they do over have power. Conversations. Yes, they do. They do have do, power. They listen. I look if a corporation can listen into your phone calls and record them, that's illegal in a lot of states. No, that's not my point. The point is. That private phone companies, they do have the power to dismiss a customer. If, if they find that a customer is using their cell phone or using their carrier to harass someone, they can suspend that coverage and cite why they suspended it. They yeah, have that so, authority. So they don't use it all the time, obviously, but they do have the authority to do so because they are a private company. You're literally making my point with your argument. Well, I would say the argument that I'm that I'm trying to make is that the there, you're going to have some restrictions, like on spam on social media, for instance. Um, what, but the argument that I'm making is that, we're, in terms of political discussion, the ordinary American should be able to use these tech services to make political points, and that if they commit criminal activity, they shouldn't be allowed to. But to your deeper point, you know, America has a long history, even to the American founding, the writers of the Constitution, of basically. Um, a common carrier doctrine. So that would mean, look, if you have a right to travel, and we do in America, you can't be denied by a company the right to use their service based off of a political opinion, for instance. But you don't have a right to travel. You do have a right to travel. You don't travel, have a right 100%. to travel on an airplane. No, you don't. You don't have a right to travel on an airplane. Well, now we don't because the state has what are taken you talking it about? away. Where, where, what makes you think, do you know what a right is, brother? A right is something codified in the Constitution. What yeah. constitutional dynamic amendment or article says you have a right to fly on an airplane? Where's that at? Well, so I mean, what what constitutional right is there for you to run a YouTube channel? You but don't. I think you would argue you have a right to free speech. You well, don't have that's, a right to run a YouTube channel. This is an argument for dictatorship. This, this, Come you, on, Dr. you have Richie. the opportunity and privilege to do so, and if you violate their private standards, you then can be kicked off the platform. Uh, the question I'd ask you, why are you so eager to defend these big tech corporations? You know don't what you I'm, like let me tell you what I'm defending. I'm not defending big sure. tech corporations, I'm defending common okay. sense. You know what I don't want a world full of? I don't want a world full of racist Trump supporters being able to freely reign on social media where my children and my children's children will have access to that content and see that kind of devilish content on a regular basis. I don't want to see that racism. Uh, has no place on these platforms that we support as black people in the United States of America. We should not have it and white folks that are woke and forward thinking should not want it there either. Now in your world, you would be okay with N word this, monkey that, ate this and all of this other stuff. You would be okay with that because it's just people calling each other names. Well, it's different for me, brother. And it's different for my family, it's different for the communities Uh, that I love. I say they don't deserve to use that platform anymore if they are unwilling to utilize it in an appropriate fashion. Well, I would say, yeah, you have people saying mean things. What I'm not, I'll tell you about my America. In my America, people threatening, actually committing violence, people murdering one another. Um, that is that that's a problem. You mean violence people, like January sixth? Oh, you mean the the one the government committed when they shot that woman <laughs> as she was jumped trespassing, unarmed. That, that was shot. the government. 
That was the government that committed an act of terrorism on January 6th? 100% when they shot Ashley Babbitt, that was that was okay. unconscionable. I'm asking you specifically, cuz this is gonna tell me a lot about you, brother. Absolutely. Well, uh, what are you getting your PhD in, by the way? Uh, political philosophy. Oh gosh, all right. On January 6th, yeah. the people that stormed the Capitol, did they commit a crime? I mean, I think some people might have, you know, they were parading around. You got some boomers out there throwing some envelopes. I mean, yeah, that's that's I mean, that's not good, but it's the people's house. You gotta let people protest. Why'd they shut down the Capitol for all those months? We should have protests in this country. People gotta behave right. themselves. You know, I I do find it interesting. So uh in your world, you are okay with uh people breaking windows, threatening to hang the vice president of the United States. Uh, looking for elected leaders to kidnap the, kidnap them, looking for opportunities to hold illegal tribunals against politicians, criminal trespass. That, You're okay with that? that that's I'm okay not, with you. Wait a minute, brother. Hold okay. on, Josiah. Yeah, okay, keep going. You're you're okay with that, but you're not okay with Twitter saying, "Hey, you know what? You can't use racism. You can't use bigotry. You can't engage in this kind of behavior on social media." You you're you're not okay with that. But you're okay with people terrorizing the United States Capitol. I'm okay with people protesting and saying that was you know, not I'm, a protest. I'm okay with that people saying things. I mean, I think the people who broke windows, and I think there's a strong argument uh, that what I've seen on that is a lot of those people thought they were protesting. They were let into the building. Police officers let them in. That that shaman guy with the weird headgear. What about he was, the police you know, officers running away and getting physically attacked? By these uh, terrorist attackers. What yeah. about those police officers you know, who were physically I, I, attacked? I, I, I and it was well people, over 100. I, I think there were people who committed. Uh, they were, you know, committed uh, what? fighting and committing Committed violence. What? And, but you know, that, what? I'd say they're committing. There, there are people who did things they shouldn't have been doing, and those could have been crimes. But treating this like crime. a terror attack were they crimes? Is ridiculous. I mean, yeah, if you can beat up on okay. someone. All right, so they were crimes. But At least you, you had the cops. You had the cops throwing smoke grenades, They're antagonizing the they crowd. Shot. Let people they should have shot people, and they did not. That would well, have come on now. Think about doctor, it. If, if that would have been black, hold on, brother. That would have been black folk, uh, folks with the last name Muhammad. You know, gun damn well it would have been a bloodbath on that United States Capitol ground. You know that. I know that. Everybody knows that. Compare, hey, Dr. Ritchie, compare. No, to no. Answer the that question. Do you believe that if it would have been a black mob or Members of the Muslim faith storming that U.S. Capitol in the same manner would they have been shot dead on arrival? No, and in fact, we probably would have Come turned on. it into a national holiday at this point. Come on, man, this is ridiculous. This country's gone crazy, and we can't. How can we have peace? You know, well, I'm trying if, to say. Argument, I'm trying to say if you're going to take that, people like yourself. If you're going to take that argument, what you end up mm -hmm. with is you get censorship, and you get a country that can't hold together. Right, well, censorship, censorship is really interesting. Sixty percent of Americans actually agree social media should be able to use the standard application of the First Amendment, privately regulate their own platform. But before you go, we got to do this quick because yeah. we got another show. Sure, sure. Uh, how do you get around Section 230? Section 230, which was passed in the 90s, basically says, listen, these platforms, they, they're not held responsible for published content for the most part. But in order to keep 230 intact, yeah. that's their liability uh, place. In order to keep that intact, they have to use good faith efforts to regulate the platform from indecency. I'm gonna argue, do you say I, don't, to that? I don't care about Section 230 at all. I think I want to- But it's law, what are you talking about? It's a law. No, laws can be bad. I think we should use the anti-monopoly acts to crush these corporations, break up Twitter, sell it off for parts, and allow Americans to speak freely in public. That's what I believe. All right. Well, Americans can speak freely in public. Not me. But, uh, 
but I do not. Yes, you can. You can speak freely, brother. Say, yeah. say whatever you say. If if I tell you uh, that you have to leave my show, yeah. is that me violating your First Amendment right? No, because it's your exactly, show. Exactly, brother. One guy. You Thank are not. You, you are Thank not a multi-billion-dollar corporation, Doctor Richie. But well, if you were, it would be Twitter. Different. Twitter is a platform. That's if right. You, That's why they if you let me. violate their yeah. rules, and first of all, you know good and damn well, Josiah, you are a habitual line crosser. If you keep crossing the line, you're going to be suspended from the account. So you want laws to change, the Constitution to change, just so your ass can get back on Twitter. Does that make I sense was, to you? Yeah, it does. I want the law to be changed because <laughs> I am damn. a line crosser. I'm saying the right things. So. I gotta say I'm this, Josiah. Teller. I'm a truth teller, Josiah. Dr. Richie, what I, can I, I say? wish. Man, I wish I had your confidence, man. I mean, one white man says, damn it, change the Constitution so I can get my ass. I want to just Twitter. follow the Constitution. I just want to change the law. But right. I, I want to follow the That's law. All. Dr. I Richie. All right. Thank you, all Josiah. Right, right. Have a good one. Have a great one. Good Appreciate luck on your PhD. Bro. Yeah, I will. Thank you.